0: Hello, and welcome again to another episode of Five Plain Questions, a podcast that proposes five questions to Native American artists, creators, musicians, writers, movers and shakers, and culture bearers, people in the community that are doing great things for their communities. I'm Joe Williams, your host for this conversation. I'm director of CANA, the Native American programs at Plains Art Museum. My goal is to showcase these amazing people in our Native American community from around the region and country. I want to introduce you to Roger Brower. Roger is a legendary artist. He's a member of the Oglala Lakota Nation. He was adopted and raised in Nebraska, a veteran who, after his service in the Air Force, received his Bachelor of Arts degree in Eastern Montana College. A Part of what makes Roger so interesting is, is he's one of the first examples I knew of as a kid, that an artist can be a full-time artist. It was a lesson that many of my generation needed to see. But beyond that, he's a gentleman, and a gentleman with a message that we need to be the best representatives of ourselves. Now, a quick note before we jump into this uh, interview. Um, we, because of COVID nineteen, uh, we're really restricted as far as being able to um, uh, meet in person, sit down, and s- sometimes technology becomes an issue. So, you're going to hear this this conversation uh, through a, a phone call, and so you're going to have that, that that phone sound. Uh, by no means does it take away from the quality of the interview, uh, but I just want to give you a heads up that um, it's it's you're going to hear that that phone call uh sound so it's not an issue uh i just wanted to let you know that it's um it's going to be like that for a couple episodes uh just because of the restrictions that we have but regardless uh roger is an amazing gentleman and i can't wait to to jump into this so let's jump into this interview with roger this is a five Plane questions podcast and uh, thank you for thank you for joining us roger
1: yeah you bet you bet
0: so the, the my
1: pres- pleasure. My pleasure. Actually, a, you know, I'm, I'm I'm honored. In fact, because there there are lots of people you can be talking to, and I would well, imagine you're doing quite a few,
0: huh? Uh, there's there's a list. There's a list. Uh,
1: okay. Okay. Good.
0: But you know, yep. I I think it's important uh, that you are that you are on this. Um, you know, from my early days into uh, the, the Northern Plains art community. Uh, in the Oscar Howe days, the Oscar Howe Summer Art Institute, uh, you were uh-huh. right, you were right there in the beginning, you know. And
1: yeah, yeah, I've been everywhere in the beginning. <laughs> in fact, I, I I watched Adam and Eve eat that apple. <laughs> I've been around for a long time.
0: It's been a few years. I... it's been a few years. So the were you part of the first Oscar Howe? Uh, Series programs back in the sixties and seventies.
1: I don't know. I wasn't back. I wasn't part of it back at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, I I came in about the same time. Oh gosh, I don't. I don't know. It's really, it's really hard to recollect when. When, when, you know, a lot of these things, the, everything just kind of has run together over the years. You know, like I say, you know, I've been doing, I've been, been at this since uh, full time. I left my last uh, gainful employment in nineteen
0: seventy
1: nine. Hmm. You know, of I, I my last real job. <laughs> so, and, and it's 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 so I, I've I've encountered lots of really. Strange and some wonderful things you know mm. uh, and and uh, it, I've seen seen it go from this whole this whole art this whole art world Indian art world go from nothing or no recognition whatsoever to uh, you know uh, hitting its high peak back in the back in the the days of dances with wolves to now where it's kind of kind of been on the slow decline for quite some time and i think it kind of feels like it's kind of coming back now people are starting to recognize native art as being being a viable art form all we can do is try to be be good people, and let people know that you know native artists are, are regular human beings, and we put our pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. And uh, but we try to try to represent our people and our and our and our art in in a good way to, all the time, and we have to remember that that we are we have that responsibility when i whenever i go into public i represent represent my my whole oyate you know so i have to we have to remember that
0: that yes, that seems to be uh, both a theme and a burden uh, that that covers a lot of artists um, a lot of uh, northern plains or a lot of native americans you know we we seem to be the, the spokespeople for yeah for us 2 non-natives yeah and that's sort of why I'm doing these podcasts and these interviews is an introduction to one aspect of the the population, non-natives, uh, to humanize us and just to show that we are just like everybody else. Um,
1: we are we are just like everybody else, you know. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to re- like like people to, re- to remember that you know that I'm an artist, first of all, first of all. I I I need people to know that I'm an artist. And 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 the fact that I'm a native artist is 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 com- kind of beside the point. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's kind of beside the point. I need to represent myself as a as a as a good human being first. And and uh, the fact that I'm native is is uh is is uh, important important part too, but that's not all there is. You know, mm-hmm. that's not all. I, I, that, does that sound right, Joe?
0: That's that's spot on. That is spot on. And that's, yeah. Um, in my, I guess my workings with people over the years. You know, we are artists first. You know, and the fact that we are Native American, um, it helps with our worldview. But we're not it's not a singular worldview either you know we're driven by our experiences and and how our interactions have been in the past with others
1: it's kind of funny back in I had a show back in 1979 I was invited to come to Paris with a, a designer at that time that was pretty well known his name was Pierre Cardin and I, I did a show at, at his uh, at his offices uh, in Paris in, in at that time, and they were just absolutely fascinated that I was I was native. Mm. Wow, you know they they were like like totally shocked. Mm. <laughs> they said, "Whoa, well that's why you do this." <laughs> you know, okay, you know. <laughs> Uh, it was just it was kind of kind of kind of funny uh to me at the time but um but, you know that's that's who I am mm-hmm. and that's who I'm going to be and and it's my responsibility though to be as 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 good a representative as a good like as good a ambassador as I can possibly be for my tribe for my family. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, to, so as not to ever think that oh they're fools, they' they're just a bunch of drunks. I, I, you'll never see me drinking in public mm-hmm. because that's what they expect me to do. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of people that still think that native people are just are just alcoholics mm-hmm. and And so like when I do a show, I have the show coming up in 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 uh in Rapid City again uh, in uh in July. And I don't I don't like to have them have uh alcohol at my my uh affairs at my at my shows. Mm-hmm. Because I think because I think people need to uh uh look at it with just absolutely uh Innocent eyes, mm-hmm. not not influenced by by uh, by some alcohol or drugs or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's you know kind of well, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I grew up. I grew up in a uh, as a kid. Um, I was adopted when I was very young. I was taken from my mother when I was a baby, and and. Uh, Raised by a, a family in Nebraska, northeast Nebraska, German family, and I guess it's you know I, I have some feelings about that, and um, but there, the one thing that came out of that that relationship was I I acquired a very good work ethic. <laughs> You know, know, Germans work hard, and um, I grew up in a little tiny school in Randolph, Nebraska. There was no art department, and I was always ever from time since I can remember. I was always interested in in doing drawing and art. I didn't know anything about art. There was none around. Nobody had art. Uh, uh, They didn't teach it in the school. And my, my adopted parents thought it was just foolish that I even consider uh, making my life as an artist. Mm. Um, it was just uh, unheard of because they were afraid I was going. But they always knew I was. They called me different. I was always a little different, you know. Okay. I didn't didn't fit their their expectation of how a, a man was supposed to be. Yes, <laughs> <guess>, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so that they didn't teach art at that time, and so, but I, but I always did. Um, I always did pursue this. This is what I was going to do, and this is what I. This is what I am. So it's not always. It's not always easy. It hasn't always been easy. It's been a struggle. been a struggle. It's been a struggle, but a, a worthwhile struggle.
0: Who? Who are your biggest influences?
1: Well, you know I'm seventy four years old and and it's kind of interesting that as you go through life, you run into new influences all the time all the time. I mean i I encounter I don't I haven't over the last few months encountered too many people that are influenced. but you know i'm I, I do I do find influences all the time. I, I've got. I've come to know uh, the latest one. I've come to know is uh, is a you guy named his name's Bill Fleming, and he's an incredible artist. God, but he's a he's a mathematician, and I'm, and he knows math, and he he solves he solves his work with mathematics, and I find that to be fascinating. I hate mathematics myself, or anything to do with it. I have problems with a checkbook but uh, uh, I'm, I'm influenced by people all the time and and so that it helps your work to grow it always adding something new and different exciting some kind of a new maybe even a new direction occasionally but uh, you know I live what I do and and my art is my life and And so it's going to be changing all the time and has changed many, many times, very subtly most of the time. But there's changes come about all the time if you allow it to. And you have to to pay attention. You have to pay attention to the things and people around you as an artist or things won't change and you get boring and stale and stagnant and your work just becomes so boring. Not to the public necessarily, but to you, it becomes boring. And then pretty soon you're starting to question why you're doing what you're doing. And that's that's very dangerous. So you have to be changing, you have to be trying new things, reading things, read everything you can possibly read. uh, gosh, I can't I can't think of anything right. right. You know, uh, I, I like to read people like Larry McMurtry who who paints who paints with words and makes beautiful beautiful lines uh, throughout his work. And and I would like to read poetry. Uh, um, oh gosh, I, I'm kind of freezing up on my brain this morning, but. Uh, a lot of a lot of different people, just uh, every, all kinds of people, all kinds of different things, and looking at things and listening to the. I just got hearing aids here last year. I can hear the wrens singing in the morning, and that's that's an influence. Hmm. So everything that you everything you encounter is going to change you and help you grow. How am I influenced? I don't know. All over the place. There's no just one. No one. One particular place. When I was a little kid. The guy that lived next door to us in, in this little town, his name was Joe Sellin. he's He's gone now. He's a retired farmer, and my parents wouldn't allow me to do things like drawing, but I would sneak over there in the evening and visit Joe and he had a pretty, he always had paper and pencils and he'd say, "Okay, draw me." and he, he would he would pose for me while I did a drawing. He'd look at it and say, Oh, that's pretty good. Maybe you can do it. Maybe you can try it again. he take a different pose. I drew him for hours and hours and hours for many years, and it's that's my first influence that said it was okay to be to do drawing. You know, that's it. Yep, that answered the question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than you were
0: expecting. Oh no, it's great. It's great. Uh, how? How have you developed your career, uh, college and post college? Okay, um,
1: my career started off kind of, kind of, kind of shaky. I was, I joined the Air Force when I was eighteen. Actually, I got a letter from my neighbors asking my neighbor, friends and neighbors asking me to report for a physical examination. So I went and volunteered for the Air Force, and. Um, uh, And then I got out and I got married and went to Vista for a a year, just to kind of settle down and get my head squared back on. And um, uh, then I went to Montana State University, Billings. It was called Eastern Montana College at the time and got my BA. And then I went to graduate school at Central Washington University in Ellensburg, Washington, where I did, all my grad, all my core work for an MFA, and I did the, I got, went through the whole thing. I even went through orals, and uh, I just never hung my graduate show. I just uh, time to leave, so I left it. I didn't, didn't ever complete that part of it, hmm. but that, I didn't need it because uh, back in those days, all you had was. Uh, the re- only reason to have an MFA is, is so you could teach, and I knew that I probably wasn't going to uh, probably was going to teach, so I just went on ahead and worked my job, and then left the job in a couple of years after that. Yep, that's it. Hmm. How they educate? Formal, That's my formal education. That the rest of it's just been been life.
0: Yeah. And I imagine over time, uh, the opportunities that have arisen have changed, um, different types of opportunities. Uh, how yeah. how have those presented themselves, and how have you seeked those opportunities? Oh,
1: well, let me see. Uh, one opportunity was I had a, had an invitation to uh, attend the University of, of uh France at Lyon uh, was uh, in, in the anthropology department. Isn't that strange? Mm. I, uh, but it was if they they guaranteed me at least a master's and possibly a doctorate. And, and I just decided, well, I don't think I want to do that because there you go. There is the teaching again. And then I the funny thing as I, when I let, as I was out of that job. I still had a family I needed to feed, so I worked at night uh, uh, unloading trucks and and uh, worked uh, teaching in the artists in the schools program in the state of Washington, and uh, taught in the Washington State prison system for a, a time. Uh, so I don't know op- lots of opportunities. I don't know real other than other than those kinds of things. Um, Oh, I've had a few things, I guess, uh, uh, occur. I, I did some, I did some, uh, I did you know some different commissions, some huge commissions, like for AT and I did a really huge commission at one time, and I did a, a mural at the uh, Denver Airport, uh, the new Denver Airport. There's, there was a number of things, you know, in your. those are really nice because they're, they're pretty big money. And when, when you have a family to feed, that's really nice to have those big chunks of money. And the fact is, um, I guess, um, what that, that's this business, that's this life as an artist. It comes in, your income comes in piles. Those piles started off pretty small and you learned to make them stretch. And then you get another pile, and you stretch it out. Another pile, and you, but it, and fortunately, as as you get older and you get more well established and known, uh, those piles get closer together and they get a little larger. So <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of funny to look at life that way, isn't it? Mm. You know. But uh, so, you know, like you, you you have you're a great artist, Joe. You know, but you, you're doing what you have to do. You're te- you're you're working as a director of the museum, and I think that's 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 uh, very noble. It's a very noble thing to do. You're you're giving back to your community as while you're uh, establishing your 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 career, you know, and that's wonderful.
0: Oh, that's very. cool. thank you so much.
1: You know, yeah, it's it's a, it's a hard it's a hard, but you know. Thing, there there it is you know you had you too had to make a decision you know as to as an opportunity rose and you had to take the opportunity while it was there you know because you know you're not going to probably be there for the rest of your life you know mm-hmm. but you are you're you are there as a, as a major stepping stone. You know, and you probably don't want to have have this unreco- un recorded either because uh, your your employers probably wouldn't think that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> very, you know,
0: very true. That's why none of this is live. <laughs> huh? That's why none of this is live.
1: <laughs> yeah, good. Well, I'm glad. Yep. That's why. That's why I asked first. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah well but you know but even if by the same token they're they're not you know they're they 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 saw the opportunity to 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 get the use of somebody that that, that was uh, valuable they saw your value as you see their value you know and and uh, that's that's good i i don't i never did take advantage of things like like doing shows at powwows and and that kind of thing because I didn't I didn't always didn't feel that that was a a really good good opportunity to put me in absolutely the best light possible the best way to spend my time you know I I always thought that you know being a powwow artist is probably what you're most likely going to always be you know because that's what people expect of you Mm -hmm so you know your investors are entitled to you putting yourself in the best light possible Mm -hmm. you know so their investment is safe and is going to is going to remain safe you know Mm -hmm. because people are making an investment in you as an artist and i tell that to young people all the time you know put yourself always in the best light possible you know dress like the person you want them to, they, they expect you to be you know, uh, if you want to be be recognized as a reservation artist that's wonderful but that's and, and that's how you need to present yourself, that's how you need to dress, that's how you need to act but that's probably not the best way to attract um, uh, money to investors you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know that's why you see me I dress nice I dress as nice as possible for an old guy <laughs> and and uh, I dress like an old guy that's because that's who I am <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know you, you are you are people you are what people expect you to be mm-hmm. and, and people you are what people see
0: well and I think that's that ref- reflects on the opportunities uh like again going back to uh when i was in the oscar howe program as a kid um it was the professional artists that were brought in and the group that were brought in were uh, they presented themselves very well well dressed well spoken um and they challenged the the youth you know to make the best of themselves that's right and that's yeah
1: that's and that's what I do that's what I've always that's the way I, I am, that's the way I've always been. You know, that's what I I think that's that's the only word, word, that's the only way we're going to grow as a community. You know. Not by joining the uh, the prevalent society, but by creating our own society that's successful. And I think that's and I think that's uh, successful by whose standards I don't know. Uh, it's that's another point of discussion, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's such a great point. Uh, so this brings us into our, our final question of what What do you want to say to uh, the young people listening, um, the eighteen year old uh, that's starting out in their career?
1: You know, I. I use this. I, I've I've used it. I've I've used this advice for a long time already. Be disciplined, you know. And I've I've kind of I've kind of touched on some of the some of the things concerning discipline as we as we've talked all along. But I'm talking. I'm going to tell these kids to to be disciplined. To to establish yourself. As as a competent um, artist, you have to work at it all the time. It's not just the it's first a very small part of this is the gift. The gift is the interest, but you have to develop those skills. You have to draw all the time you have to do something you have to be creating Uh, and sometimes it's not even visual creation you know I I keep I've kept for years I keep journals and every day I enter something in those journals it's not it's not like a it's not like a, a like a dear diary thing <laughs> that You hear about used to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like um, maybe uh, writing down the name of a person that you came into contact with. that that, uh, that you might want to keep in mind. You know the name of somebody that that's important that might be able to help you in your in your in your uh, quest. Um, you have you have to be disciplined. You have to just work at it all the time and nothing is free and if you think you're going to get something free you better go get a job because that ain't gonna happen hmm. uh, <laughs> nice. I like that. you may feel like it you might feel like you're getting a break you know and that's wonderful and you will get breaks you will get something some but you know um but yeah, but that, that's right. That's right. You have. That's the one thing that I have to. That young people have to know. You have to work at whatever you're doing. It's not. It's not easy. But it gets easier. You know, it, it gets easier. It gets more comfortable. And I guess maybe the discipline itself is gets it gets more comfortable and gets easier. You know, so. I guess that's it. That's all I can think of right now, and there's a lot of other things too. I would imagine, but I, I don't know.
0: No, that's that's great. And I think that's a, a great way to wrap up the the questions. Um, yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Well, I, you know, I just uh, wish there was something more I could. Uh, I wish I had more value. <laughs> 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 wish I had more value to to put out there you know uh, uh, cuz I'm kind of uh, kind of not I'm kind of nobody and and uh, but i but I'm happy to be who I am and uh, if you have any questions or you want to just come hang out you're welcome any time, Joe. I'd like to get to know you a little better because I think you're a great human being.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that.
1: If there's any of these young people would like to come and and uh, and visit with me at any time, they're they're welcome to give me a call and maybe we can set up a time and maybe they can come to my studio and and show how show how I. How I exist, you know. How to, what 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 goes into some of what goes into this, you know. And I'm happy. I'm always like like to visit with young people and or old people too. It doesn't matter. <laughs> old people are a little less interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. We'll oh, talk to you a little. I'll talk to you again soon, huh?
0: All right. Thank you so much.
1: Okay. Dosha. Dosha.
0: And that does it for this episode of Five Plane Questions. I want to thank Roger again for his time and sharing his story with us. When we first put this project together, this Five Plane Questions podcast, Roger was on the short list of individuals that we wanted to include on this. Uh, One, because he's a legendary artist, but also because he is a first-class act. Uh, The way he carries himself, the the way he speaks, the the level of dignity that he, he promotes... It's something that's so very important for us to to talk about. One, of course, you know, this podcast is about introducing artists and a perspective from Native America uh, to to everyone. Um, But more importantly, I think his his perspective is important to our Native youth. I think back when I was a youth uh, in the Oscar Howe program, you know, there was he was one of the first examples to us that you can be a Native artist working as a Native artist and not having a side gig. And, of course, having a side gig, you know, having a job, of course, is so important. I mean, this is my, this is my thing, this is my side gig. You know, I'm, I'm a director of a program, I'm doing this, and then, then I'm an artist when I can. Uh, but he, he and so many others are such an inspiration for us and encourage us just to keep move, moving forward, keep, keep plugging away and working hard uh, to become an artist and it was a message that wasn't lost on me and so many of us that are uh, very successful now and I, I think you know for a young a young native person leaving home for the first time and you're, you're encountering your first job you're going to college or you're in the military and you we, we all sort of become this unofficial spokesperson for our, our culture and it's hard because we're still trying to figure out who we are in our culture and the world around us and there's pressing questions especially the, this day of age and his message of self-respect and dignity and caring yourself in the best manner possible is a very important lesson for us to, you know, to maintain and so yeah I just wanted to thank him for that perspective and you know, I look forward to uh, the next time that you know, we sit down so thank you Roger more importantly I want to thank you for the listener for, for joining us and spending time with us uh, for what I feel is a very important perspective and story from our community. Please join us next week as we speak with another incredible person. I'm Joe Williams. You can find me on CANA, that's C A N A A, Creativity Among the New York artists, on Facebook or on the plainsart.org website. There you can see our programming, our past videos, and these podcasts. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Google Podcasts and other podcast platforms. And if you have a suggestion for someone for me to interview, please uh, look us up on Facebook and uh, message me. And I would love to be able to hear from you and see who you would like to speak with. So that's it. Take care, and we will see you next week.